the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I hope is being a blessing to you. It's called Our Response to the Word. Something that I believe every child of God needs to learn how to do correctly. God is a God who loves his people. One of the ways that he shows his love for us is by sharing with us his word. A book full of awesome promises and ways that he says that he wants to come through for us. But unfortunately, although God provides us his word of what he's willing to do, far too many Christians go through life and never receive the things he promised that he'd do. But saints, the problem isn't in the word. It's in the saints' response to the word. Regardless of how many promises God made to me and you, if we don't respond properly to the word we've heard, all that could have happened won't ever happen for me and you. That's why it's so important that we respond properly to God's word that he sends to me and you so that God's word can actually do for us what God sent it to do. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Our Response to the Word. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. We learn in verse 17 that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. I like that. But how do I get that to happen? The rest of verse 16 tells me how. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. That word doctrine right there means teaching. Teaching. So, so when the word of God comes, it comes with a desire to teach. But in order for it to be profitable to us, we got to allow ourselves to be taught. Now, that seems so elementary to y'all. I know, I know you do. But that's because you, you've never been a pastor. It seems so elementary. But can we talk? Most folk aren't willing to be taught. Most folk. Most folk in the body of Christ. Now, I ain't talking about here. This is the mighty word of faith. This is where y'all come ready to be taught. Don't y'all? Amen. Amen. But you got a lot of places where they come and they're not, they're not interested in being taught. They come to do their religious duty. They ain't, they, ain't, they ain't interested in being taught. You can't tell them nothing. You can't share nothing with them. You know, you know, people that can't be taught is ones that think that they know something already. I got it already. I know. You know, like turn to this scripture. I know. I know. John 3 is like saying, I know. I know. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, son, that we shall not perish. No, it's not shall not. It should not. Amen. But it just shows, you know, we don't always know. But folk that, you know, you know, them know-it-alls, they hard to teach. It's important for you to be able to be teachable in order to respond correctly to the word of God. Because the word of God is coming to teach. 
which means that you have to come with a desire to learn. This is a new concept in the church. Most in, in most churches, you don't come. People don't come with a desire to learn. They come to do their religious duty. Come on up in here. They come to do they, you know, they, 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 they thing. You know, eat a cracker, you know, you know, somebody put a cracker up in the middle of their mouth. Don't get mad at me while I'm teaching now. To allow somebody to, you know, they, they come to, you know, get, get, you know, get a taste. You know, because after you get the cracker, you could drink some wine. After somebody else. Everybody be sitting there drinking that drink. And they're like, well, man, I had a busy week. Give me some more. You know, and they, and they drink and they drinking and stuff. Have some water thrown on you. Yeah. Hear something in a language you don't speak. Nom na nom 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 I'm teaching real good. Now, folks get mad at me up in here. I can feel it. I can, I can feel it. But, but, but it's, once again, a demonstration of the fact that folks ain't willing to be taught. Turn with me, please, to the book of Matthew, fifth chapter. Keep your finger here. We're coming back. Whenever you run into an impasse like that, it's good to go to another scripture. Matthew chapter five. And see, we was reading in black. Let's see if we can get something in red. That way you'll take it. Matthew chapter five. Most folks don't want to be taught. They want to substantiate their position, but they don't want to learn anything because God's word comes to teach you something. Why? Because the teaching will help draw you into the life that he wants you to live. Matthew chapter five, verse five, letters in red, Jesus speaking. So now, you know, it ain't just me now. Now, you, now you're not dealing with Jesus. Said, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the king, the earth. Said, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. That's the meek. The word meek right there is actually coming from a word which means lowly, but it's not coming in lowly as in you get all low and try to be all low-lifed and stuff like that and low, but it means low as in in opposition to thinking more highly about something than you ought to think. It's to bring your thinking in alignment with what it is that it says because most of us think too high about things and we ought to bring it down to what God has to say about the matter because the moment we think the way God has to think about the matter and we allow ourselves to be teachable, that allows the ability to, for us to inherit the earth. Now I said right there that it says that it's low. So, but the only way that you can change your position is if you're willing to listen. Because if you're not willing to listen, you'll never change your position. Because the Bible teaches every man thinks he's right in his own eyes. Every one of us thinks we're right in our own eyes. There's, that, that, that's just a given. But the point is, how do we determine whether or not we're actually thinking right or not? Unless we're willing to listen. Imagine with me, please. Work with me on this example. I'm a little boy. <laughs> I'm a little boy in this example. I'm a little boy. And all of you are going to be the teacher. All of you are going to be the teacher. And we're in a mathematics class right now. You teach me mathematics. But yet, uh, it will determine how I respond to what you teach me as to whether or not I'm going to pass the class or flunk it. So, the, 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 the thing you're going to teach me is what two plus two is. Y'all tell me what two plus two is. Okay, you qualify to teach me. Praise God. And so we're going to, you guys are going to say, little boy, say it. Two plus two is four. Very good job. Now, when I point to you, you're going to say it. Okay. Say, 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 say. Oh, y'all wasn't paying attention. Come on now. Here we go. Are you ready? Now, how I respond as a little boy is going to determine whether or not I pass or flunk the class. So if y'all just taught me that and, and now you come back up to the front of the class and say it again. And then if I say, uh-uh, uh-uh, 
No, it ain't either. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Because my mama told me, my mama told me 2 plus 2, 22. See, 2, 2, 22. My mama told me 2 plus 2, 22. So I don't care what you say. 2 plus 2, 22. Uh-uh, cause uh-uh, Uncle Johnny, Auntie Nana, my, my friends over in the hood, come on up in here, my past has taught me that this is what it is. It's, it's not two, it's not four, it's <laughs> four. <laughs> Y'all so silly. It ain't four. See, it's irrelevant how I respond to you, whether I respond obnoxiously or whether I just like just play y'all off. I'm going to flunk if I don't allow myself to be taught what two plus two is. And see, watch this now. See, that's most believers in most churches. You tell them what to do. You tell them what the word of God has to say. And then when you tell them what the God, word of God said, uh-uh, mm-mm, mm-mm. People, you can have people that'll walk out of here with no intention on accepting what it is that was said. Or when it was taught, they might have sat there in the class and acted like they was listening and by saying amen and stuff like that. But at the same time, they're going to walk out of here because they've rejected, denied, not accepted or not believed any of the things that were said. Uh-uh, no, I don't even go with that. Now, see, some of y'all might try to help this little brother out, you know, this little boy. And, and then you might turn around and point to the, the math book. Now, point to your math book in your lap, which is the Bible. Point to your math book and say, little boy, look right here. It says. Two plus two is four. Two plus two is four. Now say it all together. And then, and then a lot of little boys will be like, mm-mm-mm. we might not even open the math book. You know how the preacher does when he says, turn with me in your Bible, please. And folk won't even turn to the Bible. And then when he says, here, look right here, it says in Romans chapter 5, look right here, it says in John chapter 1, look right here, it says in Matthew chapter 5, look right here, it says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, exactly what the math book says. But then the person won't even look in the book and they'll turn around and say, mm-mm, look, look, I don't care what your little math book say. Auntie Nana said, <laughs> Uncle Raul said, my boy said, my girlfriend had been my girlfriend all my life said, my bishop said, my ex-pastor said at the church I was in before, and his church was bigger than yours, that two plus two ain't four. <laughs> and if you silly enough to believe that, then you just silly. You know how we do? And won't even bother to look in the book when it's told. Just like some folk won't even bother to open up the Bible in church. When the pastor's trying to teach him what two plus two is. That's right, and have the audacity to turn around and say it ain't so. Rejecting. Now, most folk ain't bold enough to stand up and say it ain't so. Most folk will look there and lie. Look at it like, yeah, that's good. But have no intention on living none of this out. No intention. And according to that scripture up there, James chapter one, verse 22, that everybody see every time they walk up out this sanctuary. If you don't do this word, you tricking yourself. You fooling yourself into thinking it's benefiting you in any kind of way. Because we're in responding incorrectly to the word of God. One of the things that you need to do to respond correctly to the word of God is be taught. 
is to be taught. But in order for that to happen, a little boy has to determine that he don't know everything. Little boy has to accept the premise, even the possibility that somebody knows more than he does. But then that is usually a premise that goes with immaturity. Because immaturity think they know something when they don't know nothing. Come on up in here. One of the hardest thing to do is deal with a little kid that think they know something. No matter what age they are. Sometimes they be teenage kids. Sometimes they be young adult kids. Sometimes they be old head kids. Come on up in here. You know, little kids trapped in grown up bodies. Trying to walk around in a life that's bigger than what they got the maturity to handle. That's why you have fathers who don't know their kids' names. Because they had a big body, but a little kid was trapped on the inside. Playing house. Amen. It's going over well. Let's go back to the two plus two is four. Maybe that'll work because they was participating in it at least. So when the teacher say open up the book and look, then what we all do? Amen. Amen. Because the teacher's trying to show us what's necessary because God sent the word down so that it could be able to help us to be able to get out of our perdition and into the everlasting life that he intended us to, to live. Some little kids won't even bother to do their homework. Why? Because they ain't interested in being taught. They went to school as a social environment. As long as I come out with a lot of friends. That's why you'll have some folk that'll leave a church because they ain't got enough friends in it. Because it demonstrates their immaturity. Because the only reason why you're supposed to be in the church is for the teaching of the word. That's why some folk have trouble breaking off from one church because all my friends are over there. It's a demonstration of immaturity. Some folk have trouble with it because of what color the folk out is there. They got too many black people, too many white people. They got too many Hispanics. They got too many, too many. Just, just, just shut up your immaturity. More flesh clogged up in there because you ain't been eating the vegetables. We move on. Go back to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. Chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter (laughs) 3. I love this stuff. I'm telling you. Word of God is so good. It'll help you. And he sent it not to condemn us, but to help us. Here's another thing. Verse 16. We're in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. It says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, that's teaching, for reproof. Here's another thing it's good for, reproof. That word reproof right there means conviction. Conviction. The word of God comes to convict you, not to sentence you, but to convict you. That word convict right there means the act of convincing a person of error. Convincing a person of error and of compelling the admission of a truth. And of compelling the admission of a, of a truth. So it's there to convince a person of error. Because see, once again, every one of us thinks we're right in our own eyes. We're standing in perdition thinking we're right. We're standing in the midst of a situation that's tearing up everything that's going on in the household and everything about it. But we stand there thinking that we're right only because we think we're right in what we do. 
But then the word of God will come and convince you that we're not doing the right thing. It's what happens a lot of times in the midst of a, a service when a service gets quiet, you know. Is, is that, you know, you know, everybody be like, hey, man, and it'd be all, you know, having a good time and laughing and stuff like that. But then one word will come out and everybody go. But what's happening right there is people saying, ooh, 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 wait a minute. Now. That's me right there. My God. But see what the person does that responds correctly is like, OK, praise God. Thank you. Thank you. I see it. Now, now, I, now I know what adjustment to make, know what change to make, or at least I know that a change should be made. I don't know what to do yet, but I know something needs to be done. But to the person that responds incorrectly, they'll say, yeah, but. Or, uh-uh, no, see, no, I, I, I ain't right. I'm just right. I don't care what he say. That preacher just, you called him up and told him what was going on. And just got him to preach on that. That's all, because you're trying to get your point across. I know, I, you, y'all, I understand. Or, no, I'm a, I don't care what it say. Two plus two is four. Look in the, in the book. That's why we use so many scriptures and we show you scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture to be able to cause a conviction to occur, not condemnation, but conviction to be able to show us that we're wrong. Because I know it does it for me. It does it for me. Let me talk about me. I'll, 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 the word of God will be ministered and I'll be listening to the word and it'll speak. And I'll be like, my God, that's me right there. I say, yep, that was me, but it's not going to be any longer. I'll make the decision that a change needs to be made. And if we make if we uh, respond correctly to the word of God, then we will make a decision that a change needs to be made. That's why the next part comes in good too. verse 16. Oh, by the way. So since reproof is a conviction that shows us we're wrong. Here's the right way that we should learn to respond to the word of God. And that's that we accept that we're wrong. Because a lot of people will not accept they're wrong. A lot of people will not accept that they're wrong. They'll be like, I don't care what you say. I'm just going to do, I'm just doing this. This is just the way I do what I do. And you don't like it, preacher. That's your problem. It's no, it ain't my problem because you don't want to live it out. It's not God's problem because we don't want to live it out. God's trying to help us. See, he already living on streets of gold. He already living in absolute peace. They crying. Holy, holy, holy up there. Everything's straight in heaven. He ain't got no drama. He can answer his phone. <laughs> And afford it. Praise God. <laughs> Life's good with him. <laughs> He's trying to help us. He said, I want you to live this life that I'm living. But we got to be willing to accept that we're wrong. Proud people will not accept they're wrong. Arrogant people will not accept they're wrong. Anytime you try to say something about them, they'll try to put it on you. That's what happens sometimes in counseling sessions, at least the initial part. So when they first start off, everybody, nobody will accept reproof. They'll camouflage it like they do. I know I ain't doing everything right, but you. (laughs) I know I ain't did everything right, but you. Another one say, well, well, you did this. They say, well, well, what about you? You did this. Before you know it's mud slinging all over the place. You got to put on your slicker, you know, put on your, 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 your gear and stuff like that and just stand there while mud slinging all over the place. And then after everybody, they finish slinging, standing with mud on each other's hands. And he said, now sit down, children, so we can work through this and let's help each other. Amen. Reproof. Everybody say reproof. reproof. I just want to see if y'all are still out there. Cor- Here's the next one. Correction. Verse 16. For correction. <laughs> Which one of y'all is standing up here with me today? We ain't gonna be here long. Praise God. <laughs> for, for correction. 
for correction. That word correction right there means restoration to an upright or right stance. Restoration to an upright or right state, not stance, to a right state. We learned about that one last week, about anything leaning going to fall. That God tries to line us back up properly so that he can be able to cause us to be blessed. Because he says, if you walk upright, I will withhold no good thing from you. But anytime our lives are leaning, he tries to give us what's necessary to lean us back up properly so that we're standing upright so that he can get to us what he wants to get to us. He says, watch this now, and for instructions in righteousness. I like that. Instructions in righteousness, which means every one of us needs to receive instructions in righteousness. But the word instruction right there means training, means training. Everybody say training. training. It's talking about training. Notice what it does not say or mean. It doesn't say tell. It says train because there's a big difference between the two. Because in telling, you can just say it one time. But in training, it needs to happen again and 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 again. It's called training. Training has to happen repetitively, which means it has to keep coming at us. Why is that? Because we were in one form or in one shape or we were going in one direction. But because of that, training has to occur to be able to cause it to be in another shape and go in another direction. Some folk in this room might be able to relate to me when I talk about this one right here. And if you know and if you don't just stay with me, I'll get to you in a minute. You know, when I was growing up, I was growing up in an era where folk thought that people's hair needed to be trained. And and one of the reasons why was because the hair, some people's hair had a tendency to remain in almost like a fetal position, (laughs) kind of like curled up and stuff like that. And so they taught training hair. I'm teaching what, you know, I ain't telling you right or wrong. I'm just telling you I grew up in an era when this is what was taught. You feeling me? It It was called to train your hair. So what they did is that what they would have to do is that in order to train some people's hair, I ain't saying whether they needed it. I'm just because I feel y'all. I'm just telling you what was done. <laughs> you, you had to go get a big brush, a stiff one. You couldn't use one of them soft brushes. You needed a stiff brush. Y'all don't get mad at me now. You went and got some heavy grease. Heavy. It, could, it had to be heavy. It had to be heavy because they had to kind of like, you know, fight and hold back that which was fighting against it. And stuff. So you had to get some heavy grease. And, and, and in my hood, and in, in my, our neighborhood, you know, if, you didn't, if your parents didn't have enough money for grease, they used lard. So that way, if some folk were standing next to folk, you know, and getting hungry all the time, that explained it. Folk getting mad at me. I might need two of y'all to stand up here today. Praise God. Shoot some more lard, some more grease and stuff like that. Come on now. You might even permed it one, one, one day. Step out in the, in, in the humidity two days later. All oh, this still kind of like straight, but you got this little patch right here <laughs> called a root. That's showing that there's a, di- a disparity between the two. Why? Because it needed to be done again. And so you got to understand, God said, I'm sending the word to train you, to teach you in righteousness. This ain't a one time shot. You don't hear it one time and that's the end of it. Just like you don't comb it one time and that's it. Some stuff, I mean, you might have had to put, you know, people's knees on their shoulders and kind of like pull. You know, it took a while because sometimes it take a while because some stuff just don't want to cooperate. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope that you're learning the importance of our response to the word. God's word is clear that he's willing and wanting to do what he said in his word that he'll do. That's why he sends his word to tell us what he wants to do. But our response to what his word says will be the determining factor of whether or not it'll actually happen for me and you. 
So come on, saints. Let's learn to respond properly to God's word that he shares with me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio, come on by and see us at Word of Faith. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. And don't forget, we have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service that'll pick you up at home and then drop you off at home after the service. So, if you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be more than glad to come and get you. And to all the ladies in San Antonio and surrounding areas, if drawing closer to God is what you want to do, I've got just a thing for you. We invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Brothers from Word of Faith. Prepare for the Sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's among my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too with a powerful word from God straight from heaven just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want a plate. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers from Word of Faith to treat you like the queens you are by preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring a couple sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. So come on through and let us be a blessing to you at the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday at Word of Faith SA. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 